BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Good morning, sunshine. Pa, 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 pa. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's the only part of the song I know. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. That's a new way to open the show, right? Well, it's part two of the Graham Elwood episode, and next week we'll be back from Montreal having a good time at the Montreal Comedy Festival here in the good old land of Montreal, Canada. Does that make any sense? Does it? How's everything going? Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. This is the show today. Very excited to get back next week. We're going to have a... Ooh, it's going to be fun. One week I go, and I feel like it's been ages. <laughs> I feel like I'm coming back after a, a month hiatus. Well, it's good to be back, everybody. What a month off I had. Seven days, that's all it is. It seems longer, though. It seems longer. All righty. Every single night, there's been so many people from the podcast coming to the show, except for last night, which was Wednesday night, there was one guy. And if you're listening, thank you. Email me. I'll send you something nice. <laughs> Anybody here from the podcast? I am. Who you with? My dad. Seemed like a nice, uh, seemed like a nice father-son outing. Seemed like good people. And by the way, if you're listening, you're like, yeah, that's me. That's right. And afterwards, the guy's dad tried to sell me pot. I thought that was very rude. All right, I'm just rambling now. All righty. Um, you know what I did? I put the lock on my phone. It's a pain in the ass. Someone said, oh, you should have a lock on your phone. I get it. They're right. If somebody finds it, they can't get in. But, ugh. Seems like unlocking your phone is a, it's just, I just can't take it. You're, supp you're supposed to make lemonade out of lemons, but I, I, it's just very hard sometimes. Alrighty. You have fun. And follow all my instructions for life. You hear me? Yeah, that's right. Take a chair and break it. Is that what you think I represent? Because it isn't. I was not proud of myself, and I don't want you breaking anything either. It's no way to go through life breaking things. All righty. Enjoy the show. 
And, uh, you know, if you have a, you know, but by the way, by the way, I know I answer emails, but I don't always answer tweets. But when you tweet that you like the show, it really does help me. And even though, you know, you shouldn't pay attention, you just do what you want and then the audience will come. Just that's just do what you want. Have fun. Just like when you're hanging out with your friends, you don't worry ever. But, but that's what I do. That's what we do on the podcast. But that doesn't negate that if you just tweet, if you don't, hey, if it wasn't your favorite week, maybe you're a big fan of the show, but that wasn't your favorite week. I'm not asking you to do it. But if it was, let me know. Tweet something. It can be simple. It can be love the show. Something easy. It helps. I read them. I see them. I do. And it lets us know. Oh, they like when we do that. Now, what if you don't like when we do it? I'm still going to do it, but I like to know you like it. And then I'll do it more. That's right. Is that asking for too much? Maybe you could tweet at Carl's Jr. Who, who did the uh, Pop-Tarts thing? Is it Carl's Jr.? Wouldn't it be funny if we did some research and found out the guy that came up with that idea as a podcast listener? <gasps> that would be horrible. Okay. Enjoy the show, everybody. Now entering Nerdist.com. We're here with Graham Elwood. Look at this. Where's the bubbles? <laughs> That bubble machine's amazing. Shut up. Please point it right at your face. That means fade it out. You can use this to fade it out, too. I'm sitting here. No, no. What What are you going to do with this bubble machine that I can't? Probably make it work. No, I don't want to. I don't want you to make it work because you can't. Put it right, point it right at your face. Go ahead. You try it. Move it away from your... <laughs> Shut the fuck Aristotle up Aristotle did it effortlessly Aris- Effortlessly He took the gun He pulled it in And bubbles came out Yeah How come What did you do Was that just a coincidence <laughs> You motherfucker Oh that was great You're like What you can't do it right And then he does it right it By was... the way I, I love that I'm holding a gun And bubbles are coming out of it And I go You motherfucker yeah, you <laughs> Can I tell you the truth Now f- p- people You're gonna have to make pretend here But uh, this is theater of the mind I swear to God, to George Carlin, we were talking about the gun thing the last show, and I thought, okay, we'll come back, it, it's a week later, and I thought of a bit, what if this is what you carried around to protect yourself? Yeah, a bubble gun. A bubble gun. So people, like, come up to you, at the, what would you do if, like, you know, you're at the ATM, now picture, this is a bubble gun, when I pull the trigger, you gotta understand in your head, bubbles come out, a lot of them, it <laughs> floods out with bubbles. So maybe you, uh, at the ATM machine, what do you, like, if you're holding mm-hmm. me up and I pull this out from, like, I have a special holster, holster for you. Right. You do the obligatory here. Where's your, you know, give me, give me your gun. Give me your wallet. Listen, you motherfucker. Ah, it's beginning to seem a lot like Christmas. Yeah, we don't have to argue. I'll give you money and you'll like oh, my bubbles. You know what? I'll just, can I borrow $5? Yeah, sure, I don't want you to can borrow. You know what? I'll give you $20. $5, you run out of it quicker than you think. Uh, yeah. And I'm squirting bubbles at you. Yeah. Why am I doing visual on the podcast? Because it's adorable. Thank you. Let's put this gun away. We have serious business to get to. <laughs> You don't get Graham on another gun tirade. Mm. You know what? It's all good. It's going to be fun to listen. Like I say, you know what? In, uh, in, in, you know, you're going to get to hear this in so many years and be proud of your stance, or you'll be mortified. If you know what, but you won't be. No, that won't happen. Um. Anyway, you're. Uh, 
What's the oh? So this guy we played before. Uh, he's like he, play the play the short version of him of him. Uh, oh no no don't play it, don't play it. So we've played a little clip of this guy. He's singing in choir, and he, and what I what I like to say is I don't like to make fun of somebody. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, that um, has all their faculties. If someone has all their faculties and they're just a horrible singer, there was one guy I played and someone said he might not have, and then I don't play it anymore. But this guy has all his faculties. And even though when I watch that show, uh, you know, where they have to tell people, you know, Simon, and he would, even if someone can't sing, I am home thinking, oh, who has to tell them? It just would suck, even if someone is, but never, not negating that I still think that. Like, if this isn't a bit, this person's that bad of a singer it's so funny that I'm talking about this, but I'm not going auditioning for the American uh, for American Idol or so, so. And they get in front of them, and they're just—you could tell—they're not that good of an actor. Like this person really thinks they could sing, and you're like, "What? What is that delusion? Like, how does that? Is, did you ever wonder that when you right. watch the? And this person here is the same thing. Like, I did. I when I played it on the show last week, we just heard the edited version of the guy singing really bad. Then last week, Eris, um, young Jake says, oh, let's listen to the beginning. So he's at somewhere like in front of a group of people telling the backstory. You think he's probably going to be able to sing. Play the long version. It's worth letting listening to. Well, this next and final song is going to be one that has made me pretty famous over the last few years. Um, it has took me a lot of places I didn't think I would be it at. It just means within the community um, and his friends. I get it. But it was the first time on stage, New Year's Eve 2002. Uh, with one of the best quartets out there today, Brian Free and Assurance. And I was uh, privileged to be able to sing this one with Brian Free. And uh, I don't know if I beat him that night or not, but ever since uh, then we've had competitions. I've worn him out. Pause Uh, it down here. So we know one thing for sure. He was in a competition. He thinks he beat the other guy. He's at worst okay. Not to make me look good or anything but that's what happened but uh this is one that also uh my friends at my hometown church gospel light baptist church in salisbury north carolina has uh really made uh their top choice so therefore we're going to finish off with this one it's called looking for a city looking for a city built above looking for a city where i'll never die Swear to God, the George Carlin. The Saint and Millions never say goodbye. Pause it. What? Okay, let it play a little longer before we. I want to talk about it, but while we're letting it play, picture. I like to picture this. They're at church. They're probably all, you know, oh, this is great. Or acting. No, you know what? Even at church, these people are mortified. Picture three hundred people staring with their mouth open, and literally drool starts coming out of their mouth. That's how like dumbfounded they are. Picture right. that. Three hundred people. Okay. He's singing. Pause it. I'm going to tell you a story. You tell me if it's true or not. I'm going to tell you it's a true story, but it's a it's a lot. It's either a lie or it's true. But I'm going to sell it real. This is true. This is could be a lie. That <laughs> night when he sang that song, he got arrested because they felt it was the equivalent to um, molesting the audience and, rape, and raping them. Now, is that true or not? First, listen to more of it. Never say goodbye. 
Savior. Pause it. Okay. Graham, the, look, right. the look on your face is so priceless because you look literally like – because I'll tell you why. You're a half-sane person. You think, this is real. You, have, you make a quick, yeah, it's real. You heard the guy talking, and they're in an audience, and people are probably being extremely polite, as they should be. But you're, like, you're looking like, this happened, is the look on your face. I, it almost is like, did somebody use the, you know, the, the sound, the software, you know, like for the chipmunk's voice or something like that? Like, I, honestly, that's what popped in my mind. Like, oh, this has been altered. Like, somebody put that. Oh. Is this now what do you think? Do you think that's true what I might have said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now here's here's the jury. If we go back to the jury, like they the, I wanted the audience I want him arrested for, you know, basically the equivalent of uh, you know assault. Of assault. Um and uh, the jury looks undecided. I go, all right, play a little more. It's almost it's it's to the point now where it's bad annoying. It's like was it ever good annoying? Ooh. I ask my listeners, How? email me, tweet me, hello girls. <laughs> <laughs> hello girls. <laughs> you know, that's uh, What do you think is it good? <laughs> I yeah, I, I I And you just you don't you don't want to be mean. You don't want to be mean because this guy so believes what he's doing. Yeah, maybe he's, we shouldn't. We should. I think God bless him. You, can I tell you something? What? You're going to love me. We both think alike. Instead of making fun of him, I had Jingle Joe, because we make song parodies of some pretty big songs on this show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yours was uh, Earth Angel, yeah. uh, right? <coughs> Your song that we did for you, Earth Angel, Earth Angel, Angel. Graham. Uh, it was a parody yeah. of that. So I had Jingle Joe make a parody of his song. To be nice, to show him respect. Let me play a little more. In honor of him, instead of making fun of it's him, it's a celebration. You're celebration. A celebration. Graham, I got bad news. What's up, Justin? You know the guy who sings the song at yeah. church? Yeah, what? yeah. He's not here tonight. Well, okay, change the bit. He's here, but he has laryngitis. Oh, what are we gonna do? Well, I need you to go on the back mic and do an impersonation. Sure, of course. He'll just go out and move his mouth. Okay. I yeah. don't even know if I'm in the mood to make you do this. <laughs> Put some reverb. Put, okay. Hi, everybody. I'm. No, because he had laryngitis. He wouldn't be able to sing. Forget the bit. We're done. Make you do this. Keep playing. All right, enough. Jingle Joe's voice is better. <laughs> what? Jingle Joe's voice is better. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry, kid. I'm so sorry. You're right. It's, it's, a, it's better. I just snorted. It's better. You're the first person. Let's celebrate this. I know you might think I'm going the opposite way, but to George Collin, I'm serious. When you snort, what? Something happens because that really, because the look in your face was like, you realized Tingle Joe's voice is better. And then here's what I know you're, you, I know you genuinely. You sort it. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't we want to be mean. You kid. I don't want to be I mean. hope your church group loves you. I hope you. Uh, God loves you. We're I all God's e- children. I hope every time you sing, even a whack, even never... a whack job gun nut is still God's children. <laughs> Thank you. And I hope that every time he sings, that he will never know. And I mean this to George Carlin. I hope he will never know how bad he is. But now we can talk about the truth. He's not here. Oh my God. Play the original. Just the, the part where he starts singing horrible. Oh, what? Walking by a city where I'll never die. Jingle Joe is better. Jingle Joe is better. Hold on. Play Jingle Joe now. Play Jingle Joe. Can I tell you something? Graham, I never realized how right you are. Jingle Joe I, To George Carlin. I thought that no, 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 somebody did now fuck with the pitch on it because it, sound, it didn't sound that bad before. Because we just heard Jingle Joe. Joe. Yeah. So Jingle Joe, like, play Jingle Joe. Looking for a podcast. Now, play him. Looking for a city where I'll never die. Folks, pause it. I am sorry to do this to you for the listening audience, but is... Jingle Joe's better. Play Jingle Joe. Play Jingle Joe again. I want to be fair. Oh, that's not bad. It's funny if you picture him playing the piano like real sloppy, just his hands flapping all over the place. Right. Like he doesn't put a lot of thought into it. He misses keys a lot. Here, go ahead. Walking by city. Turn it off. I... Makes me mad. Let's call him. You want to get him on the phone? Sure. <laughs> Should we? Oh, my God. Do we have any? Uh, do we have our phone hooked up? Let's call him. Let's give him a call. Try to make your voice sound like a phone. Do we have anything? What the hell's that? What? I wonder why. You must hold on. I, I, let's guess the game. Rainy night came up. I love a rainy night, but he was YouTubing. Do uh, you have anything? Yeah. It's okay if you don't. Okay, let's call him. You know, let's just use the. There we go. Oh, we actually got him on the phone. Hold on. Hello? Hello! You just wasted no time. Like, of course, that's how he answers. Let's call him back. I shouldn't. Let's do it right. Hello, this I'm Todd from the Todd Glass Show. Hello. Oh, hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Now, first of all, um, we we play your song on the show, and we heard you heard about it. Yes. So nice. We just wanted to let you know we didn't. We don't play it. We 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 uh. We're just sort of. We're more just laughing at the campiness of the song, and it's just such a. But we don't. Mean well, it. we we play this song when we go camping. It's great. 
Well, and how long have you been singing? My whole life. Did you sing? Uh, where were you listening to when we're listening to you on that ch uh, the, 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 ch the piece of music we're playing? Where are you performing at? Oh, I'm at a church function. And do they and they came in to see you play? Oh or yeah, sing, sing. yeah. I don't like to brag. I sell out. Well, um, and how long have you been singing? You said. Oh, a lot of years. So many I lost track. Now, besides singing in the church, do you sing at other places? Yes. Where at? State fairs. <laughs> well, we're just—it's a pleasure to talk to you. Are you married, or do you have a, your kids, or just find a little bit of your backstory? Uh, yeah, I have a wife. That's nice. And what does she do? Um, she plays the piano. Oh, that's her playing the piano in the yeah. background. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you put your wife on the phone? Sure, huh, okay. honey. Hello, is this hello? Hi. Is this is your? Oh, but get your wife. Oh, this is this oh, is. Hello, hello. Yes, hi. Um, what is your name? Geraldine. Oh, hi, Geraldine. And now uh, you play the piano. Is that you in the background? Yes. How many kids do you have? Oh, we have three. <laughs> do you mind putting one? Can we talk to one of your kids? What are your kids' names? Oh, uh, Rickard. Can you get Can you get Rickard to the phone? How old's Rickard? Rickard is our oldest. He's twelve. Okay, let, can I talk to him? Sure, Rickard. Hey, Rickard. Hi, it's Todd Glass from the Todd Glass Show. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got a treat for you. I got a treat, seriously. The song. Look in my city where I never die. You know what? I figured out the problem. We're being disrespectful to the song. It's nice in the background. It is. It's good background. Listen, they pretend we're just on it like we're just hanging out at the house and we want it like some people play Sinatra. Maybe it's that's what it is. We're looking to pick on it. Yeah. How about just enjoy it for what it is? It's art. Yeah, hold on. Okay, it's Sunday. Want a picture of the Sunday? Yeah. Sunday, you know, you're making coffee. You like to play sure. Sinatra. Some people play Sinatra. I'm, well, reading, let, the sun, I'm reading the Sunday paper. Do you, have, do you have Sinatra? Do you have something by Sinatra? Play that. I'm reading, an, I'm reading an op-ed piece. Instead of... Well, not this. Play the real Sinatra. And Sunday morning. Could you picture this? Oh, yeah. What are you doing? You wake up, you make coffee, you put a little Sinatra on? Yeah, I'm reading the, I'm reading the art section of the Sunday paper. And, and, and you got it in the background. It's almost yeah. you have it playing in the bedroom, and you hear it in the distance. That's right. All right, so if you could enjoy this, then why couldn't we enjoy the other guy? Picture the same exact thing. Oh. See? Nice hot cup of coffee. Ugh. Got the newspaper. Okay, really may pretend it's in the other, like three rooms away. Okay. You hear it in the background. It's it's the type of it's too too close, it's too much. Sure. You just li hold on. Okay, now listen. Listen. All right. Got the art section. Yeah, reading the newspaper. Imagine if this fucking guy's your neighbor. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, let's put it through the put it through the house. It'll sound like it's the neighbor coming through the neighbor's oh, okay. house. 
Uh, he moved in. A, you know the guy with the... Hold on. Why isn't this loud? The guy with the, the kid with the trumpet, he's away for two months and they lease their house to this guy. I can't even do the podcast anymore. What do you, what do you do? Todd, I can't be a guest on your show anymore. I'm sorry, Graham. I, I, Todd, I can't hear what I'm saying. I don't know what to do. You're right, and it's killing me, and I don't want to say anything. He it's, he sings all day long. I can't. I can't. Well, just. Well, I don't know what to do, Graham. Well, you shouldn't have booked him as your guest oh, for the podcast festival. No, don't be silly. I didn't do. Oh. <laughs> You make it worse. I make it worse. <laughs> Bad enough he lives next to me. Oh. Now you got to make people think I'm going to have. Does the song ever end? Do you want to go talk to him? Do you promise you'll be nice? Uh, I Yeah. I mean, what, what am I going to, what do I say to him? Shut the studio door. Go over. Oh, that, right, that door right there that uh, Aristotle just shut. Okay. Now I don't get the fresh air in here. You make this motherfucking bit work, Todd. There's a door or whatever I need to happen. I'm going to fucking create it right now. Just go with me, everybody. There's got to be a door. Why would it have been shut before? So then I got to fix that. There's a lot of fixing you got to do to get a bit to go in the right direction. But you do it and then you have fun, and that's what we do as an audience. So shut the door. That's why you heard the music. Just stop. So now you're going to go over and you're going to talk. Open the door, go in and talk to him. But you promise you're going to be nice. Yeah, I'm going to be nice. All right, cool. Thank you. Uh, we left Graham's mic. There's a mic in there, so we'll be able to hear him. Look at the other room. He's in there doing something. Hey, uh, hey, I, I only, I'm a friend of Todd's. And yeah, hi! <laughs> yeah, I sing all the time. I heard Todd likes it. Uh, well, I think he does it in, in, like, smaller doses. Do you know what I mean? Not all the time. It's kind of okay. Give it a break. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Maybe breast your throat a little bit. Have some yeah, hot you know what? My singing coach told me that too. Oh, let's do what your singing coach said. Thousands of dollars a year to sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thanks. I'll sing you. Okay, bye. Walking by. I don't know. The bit's over. <laughs> Put move on. Play that. Fun though, it's all right. You stop a bit. That's uh, that's what's the hardest thing for sketch shows. When sometimes bits, I don't, I don't think that that bit. I don't look at it like ugh. No, bit was there. That bit was fucking funny. It's just the ending wasn't the. the it didn't so, have a, it didn't have a big bow on. And it. you know what? There's no crime in that. You know why? Because we stopped it. You stop when it. you're stuck on a sketch show like you know SNL at its best. Hey, by the way, this is not making fun of those guys. A lot of them over there, they're stuck in a format that it's you can't get out of it. Just right. To, they, they know when they're like, fuck. You know when you watch it? Sometimes you watch sketches on that show. and Well, sometimes they're funny from start to finish. Right. Other times you're like, they're fucking funny. But the ending wasn't where it was at. But what can you do? That's why I would never have a sketch show unless the, there was a formula where we could chop and go, yeah, garage door shuts. Boom. That's where it was funny. End it. Boom. I swear to God, almost like I'd rather have a throwback to like where you can just get in and out. You don't like have- laughing. Yeah. I'd love to do a modern laugh-in. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. not with the, I mean, obviously. I know, not. Hey, look, when you say modern, I know exactly right. what you mean, and so does anybody listening that gets it. It's like, not that you don't get it, but you get it, and you don't get it. But yeah, you can be, let me explain something. If Mitch Hedberg was alive today, he'd have a home on the modern laugh-in, because we do a thing where you open the door, you say a comment, you shut it. Yeah. So you think, oh, could laugh-in house? Uh, it's, it was a great vehicle for one-liners. So today, there'd be a lot of comedians that you'd be like, you knew them because on the show, that they would just be part of the doors opening and closing. It would be that, and you would have... Um, Other you, people could do sketch. Yeah, you do long-form sketches. Mm, you and do you, it all. You could do a little monologue stuff. I don't know that you'd have the crazy 60s dancing or whatever, but but you could do you, a, a version of that. There could be the inappropriate guy that sits next to you on a park bench bit you do with a million guests, and he comes over, it's a running bit, but it's eight seconds. Right. It's an interstitial. You come out of commercial, and now... And eight, so if you could do that as a sketch show... That certainly be for me a lot easier mm-hmm. than being. Does that does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Of course, it makes sense. I make sense. I make a lot of sense every week. I come in here and I make sense. This is John F. Kennedy, and I'm here to declare that today and every day henceforth. It's National Todd Glass Show Day. Oh, my God. It's me saying it, John F. Kennedy. I'm definitely... <laughs> I'm not going on it. People, they, they can... Graham acted like he believed it. It was so great. His face was like, oh, my well, God. Like he was a... proud of me. Todd. That's a big deal. I've known you for a long time. That's a big deal. <laughs> when a president that's been dead for 50 years gives you a thing, that's... <laughs> Nobody just gets that. You know, it makes me like, Todd Glass, what well, the thing? Not dead. He I'm definitely not, not dead. dead. Oh, I'm very oh. much alive. Oh well, he said that's my fault. But if sure. you're alive and you need to, you need to listen to the Todd Glass Show. We've got Daniel Kino. Okay. He's always keeping Todd on track, asking great interviewing questions. Chris Burden. Chris Burden. What no can we say about Chris Burden? By the way, Burden? no one's he here anymore. Yeah. At his timing with the jingles. Nobody knows how to operate jingles better than Chris. <laughs> so, I haven't I seen Daniel Keenum forever. He's been doing shows overseas, I think. He was for a little while. He was in uh, Malaysia. Malaysia. We went to Amsterdam together. Oh, cool. Because doesn't his girlfriend live in Malaysia or something like that? She did, yes. She uh, got hit by a trolley. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's take a call. We never take calls. Go ahead. Caller? Yeah, this message is for uh, Todd Oh, no, Glass. this is a message yeah, we're playing. Yeah, Todd Glass, I'm real sick of your bullshit running around Hollywood telling everybody, Hey, I'm Jerry Seinfeld. This is what Jerry Seinfeld sounds like. Okay, Yo, pause Tom. it. We're not playing. We're obviously not taking a call. This is a message that somebody left on the machine. It's Jerry Seinfeld calling in. Be honest. When I do him, I feel like I sound like him a little. Hey, this is Jerry Seinfeld. Hi. Doesn't that sound like this guy on the phone? That's, that is Jerry Seinfeld mad at me. Play Jerry Seinfeld's message. This is him calling me, I swear to God. That's not what I sound like. This is the real Jerry Seinfeld, and I don't appreciate it very much. You don't even get my voice even close. Pause it. You don't even get my voice close. Uh, Yes, I do. Play him again. Play Jerry. Play the real Jerry. Do you know who I am? I'm Jerry motherfucking Seinfeld. You better watch out, Todd, because I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you in a real hard way. All right. So just watch your back, Todd, and don't defame me all over Hollywood anymore, you son of a bitch. I turn it off. He sounds... Hello. Don't defame me all over Hollywood, you son of a bitch. 
That doesn't sound like him. I was, I, I thought it was the same guy. <sighs> I'm so sick. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> I really commit to the bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of what a fake bit. What? What are you sick and tired of? I'm so sick and tired I can't take it anymore. I'm sick and tired of the thing that I created. Guy drives a goddamn Crown Vic. Don't get Graham started. Oh, here we go. The whole audience is went. Uh oh. I hope there's people listening from last week's show that went. Here's my wish: and people go, Todd's fucking right. I never thought about that. Uh, yeah, I was talking on the break. So I posted something on my Facebook page, and someone said my 85 year old grandmother was. Was, uh, I love that we both can't help ourselves. I, you know what? I, this is what's fun about this show. Tell that story about the okay. the people when they think they got you. She, she goes, she goes. Uh, you know, my eighty five year old grandmother was was robbed. Someone came in her house and robbed her at gunpoint. I'm and, not laughing at the robbed sure. at gunpoint. I'm just laughing at her getting robbed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now my grandmother sleeps with a gun at her bed, and I I feel safe, and I feel safe that you know I, my husband has a gun to protect us now. Her husband is a soldier. I know. I know this couple. They're they're they're, they're cool people. They're fans of mine. Um, so I write back. If I I would be terrified, knowing my eighty five year old grandmother with no weapons training, bad eyesight, and diminished hearing had a gun. I do agree with you that if I if I was living with if my spouse was either a soldier or a police officer with training, I'd be okay with that. If every gun owner had to go through like a twelve to sixteen week boot camp. Classroom, law, all that stuff, ethics. Okay, I'm all for it. But just some, some. But I, I, what I loved about that story when you told it to me is it's very. And by the way, it's like it's so like pulling on the heartstrings. Like, hey, how could you argue with that? And I, I'll tell you what I told Graham during the break is that. And I know this is just one person, but it represents other people that tell mm-hmm. that story. You're supposed to be quiet. My grandmother, oh. you can't. What are you gonna do? Should my grandmother die? No, no, no. I'm just telling you. Like they think they got your corner. Like no, no. no should my gra- I live, and by the way, this is what you could do. I, I uh, sometimes, sometimes I feel when I'm home by myself. Sometimes I have just a feeling of I'm getting out of the car. You just feel it's just a peaceful feeling. It never right. has anything to do with really what's going on in the universe. It's just sometimes I get spooked getting out of my car. When I'm not, I get in the house. I don't. Some, I don't turn the alarm on. I lock the front door and I go in my bedroom. Every the hallway to the bedroom, and I just go to bed. If I'm feeling a little spooked, I deadbolt the front door, turn the alarm on. It's not a big deal. I'm not acting mm-hmm. like I'm some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a fucking, you know, the, 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 the president of the United States. But then I lock my hallway door. Mm-hmm. I lock my bedroom door. You know what? I feel pretty safe because you go, yeah, they got to get in through the front door, get right. through the chain, get through the hallway door, and then through my bedroom door. So before there's someone standing over me, I could dial 911. So that's what you'd want to do with your grandmother and have a panic button. Right. Most, yeah. So, uh, but you're supposed to go, oh, I guess it's your grandmother. I don't want to be, I'm not against grandmother's well, living. Of, yeah. Are you against grandmother's living? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm writing you this letter. Or, or, I'm sorry, Graham. What's Graham going to say to this? Are you opposed to grandmother's living? No. You know what your grandmother should have? Pepper spray and a dildo. <laughs> and fucking pepper spray that motherfucker and then hit him over the head with the dildo yeah. and then run like a motherfucker. I would be scared to go to my grandmother's house that she would shoot me. Nana, it's Graham. Who is it? It's Graham. Who is it? Nana. Bam. Like, I, I would be scared of that, which is how so many gun deaths happen. They're not, you're not stopping burglars. You're shooting people you know. And the reason I have a samurai sword is because uh, I train to be. City. Oops, sorry. I train to be a warrior for peace. If everyone gun owner goes on a spiritual path of Zen Buddhism. The word samurai means to serve. I'm okay with that. 
Is this your? Someone told me this is your band. Or is it your mom's band or somebody in your family? You're the lady, you're the lady that I love. Is that your mom? Yeah, it's my mom. You're the lady. Are you serious? You're yeah. the lady that I love. Who's the guy? That's her boyfriend. You're little lady. How do they still tour? Oh yeah, yeah. I love. Hold on, pause this. I lo- I gotta admit I love this. Yeah. Well, it's campy and everything, but it's. Uh... So well, wait, so so this is your mom in the background. She has a very. Uh... Look, this is not the type of music I would buy. Right. But it's. I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. They what play. is it? What do you call it? Probably backyard uh, bumble room. <laughs> I love your touch. Yeah. I love your eyes. That's this was. Nice. This is when I would have wanted been alive when this was on the radio. Right. I love your you know, they always tell you about all the music from the past, how good it was. Yeah, we're talking about the good music, the Rolling Stones or the Beatles or yeah. Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson. But there was a lot of shit back then, too. This was played, too, probably. For all I know, this was from a play. I'm so wrong. Who cares? What do I need facts for? Hey, what play is it for? Even if it's from a play, guess what? This play sucks. Even though I like the song, actually. Oddly, ironically. This is uh, to my mom. I'm not joking around. And she's like, and she wanted to play this. She was like, she's like, Todd, we're playing this at your wedding. Oh, Mom, we already have a band. No, we'll, we'll play. We'll play when you're. you're oh. Oh. <laughs> mom, we got a band. It's uh, my mom wants to sing this at my wedding. Yeah, she wants to sing this at your wedding. But you're like, Mom, but hold on. Let's say you're like you're you're even crazy famous. You get crazy famous. Oh, you're like shit. you're like Mom. I'm friends with Coldplay. They're gonna play at my wedding, and that's who's gonna play. Like. And and then and then. Alrighty. All right, everybody. I want to thank you. Uh, this has been a very special night. Um, I'm glad you could all be here. And uh, we wanted to do something a little special. My mom and my stepdad <laughs> <clears throat> wanted to sing a song. So uh, uh, let's not play it through the headsets. Play it just through the headsets. No, no. We can just play through the house. By the way, this is not me talking. This is Todd. Okay. Now, I'm, now I'm back to the bit. <laughs> so my mom would like to sing a song and her, my stepdad. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Jamboroos. You're the lady, you're the lady that I love. I'm the lady, the lady. I know, don't put it, can you not put it through the headsets? It Really? What okay, let's that? put it through the put it through the board, put it through the house too, because it sounds more real. Right, it sounds more real. Watch. All right, so my mom and I wanted to do a song, and um, I want to thank you all for coming out. This has been a wonderful night, and uh, just my mom and my stepdad. Why do I say stepdad? You wonder. Do you know why? Tell me how. If, even in the bit, why? Why in the bit? Because why do like, I have to say stepdad? Why are you gonna say stepdad? Because you he. Got your mom into this singing group, like before. Then she, did, you know, she liked it arts and crafts, and was the mom you grew up with. And now, he, your mom's like, "We're going on the road, honey." And you're like, "Mom, you're seventy seven. Like what?" She's by the way seventy. She's seventy. How dare you oh, uh, make crank her up there? <laughs> what do you think? You know what I mean? She's sixty nine, actually. Right, and then so no, the, she's seventy. The stepdad is she like, looks sixty nine. 
He's like, we're getting a ba- we're getting a van and we're going on the road. Like, what are you, oh, gross. What are you guys doing? They get a, why do you have to make him get a van? You're really seventy years old. What are, ooh. Let him just. What do they do? I don't. Know, I shouldn't even ask you. Don't exaggerate or whatever you do. What goes on in the van? But be real about it. Don't exaggerate. Well, they say he's like he's just. He's just oh. What do they do? My mom's on the road. They're in a van. So what do they do? Like they they. Oh, wow, well, you know they write songs and they okay. just dirty greasy doggy style oil up ass slapping crazy times. <laughs> and then and you then hear they, them singing this song. <laughs> so they park in your driveway and they're playing this song. She's singing when she's getting just just rocks, just thrown down. <laughs> So you got to hear your mom getting tooled by your stepdad while singing this. And all that's right. why. That is all of the mo- If I was the director of this film, that's what I'd say. You actor, oh. that's what I want behind the word stepdad. All those images pop in your head when you go, my mom and my stepdad. Like, he has corrupted her. Anyway, uh, I want to thank you all so much for coming out tonight. This is a bit ah, free bird. <laughs> there you go, Grandma, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, you're at my wedding. I throw you, I throw you a shout out. I, I get, actually, don't I'm, forget the podcast festival. You, you, you made me promise to plug it. You before I went up to make my speech. It, yeah. Is this my wedding? Yeah, this is my wedding. Yeah. You go plug. Can you plug the podcast oh, festival? Come on. Just plug it. Just LAPodcast.com. Right, Just say LAPodcast.com. Right. Okay. You got a lot of people. So anyway, I want to thank you. And don't forget the LA Podcast Festival this year with Graham Elwood. And October 4th. October 4th. Oh, come on. October 4th through the 7th. 6th. God. Hi, congrats, everybody. This is another one of our bits where no one's supposed to hear us. <laughs> yeah. This dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> the worst. Okay, so I'm the worst. By the way, I'm the worst friend. December 6th through the 12th. Oct- October 6th. October 4th through the 14th through the 16th. 4th? 4th through the 6th. December. October. October. October 4th through the 6th. October 4th through the 6th. So anyway, I wanted to thank you for coming. LAPodfest.com. LAPodcast.com. Okay. So I want to thank you guys for coming out here. Buy a Palm Strike shirt. I'm selling. Mer- I'm selling merch. I'm Graham selling. A, I'm selling merch. Graham has a merch table set up in the hallway. And it's palm strike, but in the hand is a picture of me and my lovely wife to be. Yeah, it's a Samantha. It's a bit. So, so in this bit, you're you're I'm straight? getting married. To, oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm used to doing it that way. Okay. <laughs> in fake life that I had, it is true that I do think that way because. You know, there's a big difference between being open-minded that uh, relationships are made up of any two people that love each other and be evolved enough to know that two people love each other. There, that's how simple it is. To then not – to then what happens is – but I grew up in a very, you know, more of a traditional sure. – so I always think that way because, you know, it's funny. One we were doing a bit and we were a couple and then I think somebody goes like, where he goes, we'll be a two-guy couple. And I was really like, oh, yeah, why not? Because instead I play a woman because I'm used to doing that. Does that. This all makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. What do you fucking get? You don't get shit, Graham. I tell you what I get. No, I'm sorry. I, that I was t- disrespectful. I tell you that there is merchandise in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, now I go on with my speech, but you give me a look. No one will know anything, but they'll know when you're staring me down. You're holding up a goddamn napkin that you wrote yeah. T-shirts. And I'm, trying, and I'm trying to plow past you because I already fucking plugged your goddamn podcast and the festival. And my goddamn mom and my goddamn stepdad want to fucking sing at my wedding. And I have to do it because you know why? God forbid something would happen to my mom. Right. I love her to death. And I'll think, 
really, I couldn't have given three minutes to let her sing at a wedding. And anybody there that can't enjoy it for three minutes, then we go back to the band. We got a DJ. Right. If you can't and you give- wanted to have a small wedding, but you're like, your mom wanted a big one. So you're going to do it for your mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you were just going to have a little quick little service. And like, mom's it. like, you got to have a big wedding, Todd. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you all for coming out and talked about the podcast festival. And uh, this is just such a, this is just such a, this is just such a, sp- Graham selling t-shirts. Oh, the- oh you, didn't have, you didn't have to mention that. How'd you get a microphone? <laughs> Graham selling t-shirts in the lobby. They're, they're palm strike. Oh, yeah, I guess. I didn't even realize. If you want me to for your wedding, then sure. You didn't realize it. There's a table out there with a fucking guy with a, with a change clicker on his belt. Yeah, and I'm trying to make it seem like, well, Todd wanted me to set up the yeah. table, whatever he wants for his wedding. I was like, Todd, are you sure? Not only did you fucking sell merch at my wedding, you put something on everybody's table in front of everybody's plate that's like a T-shirt, a Frisbee, and a few other things wrapped <laughs> up with some twine, and it says, if you don't want to buy merchandise to help children just give it back on your way out so (laughs) (laughs) so i'm lying it's a filthy scam well and but no you do give some of the money but who knows how much and then people but people feel bad to walk out and go here we don't want it so but if they keep it you have you come someone comes around and charges them so they go hey would you like to buy the uh, merchandise here to help children you have to go no you don't oh you don't want to help children and uh, that's the guy that's the guy collected the money oh, from you. He knows what he's doing. It's an the art. Worst. You don't want to help the children. They're like, I don't want the shirt. You don't want to help the children. Oh, so you don't, you don't have children. to help the children? Hey, you know what? We, he's so passive aggressive. He goes, You know what? We can't help every cause. You you probably do something else that's good. Maybe whatever you do, you don't have to help every yeah. cause. But I just want to make sure because I'm trying I'm tallying it. I want to know how many people wanted to help the children and how many people didn't want to help the children. So look, yeah, 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 you don't want to help children. That's totally cool. I get it. You you know, you help people by buying really expensive suits. Now that money could go to help a child, but it doesn't. It went for All your suit. All right, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to thank you and, and Graham's t shirts are in the lobby and uh, they uh, so I wanted to say something about my mom who raised I wanna say website. I wanna Graham's website. Just Graham, go up to that mic over there at the DJ. Oh, what? Oh, it's a, it's your wedding. Oh, what, are you, what are you? What's your oh. website? Oh, Todd, you don't have to do this at your wedding. I mean, you're, you're making a. Sp- I feel bad. I mean, GrahamElwood.com, but whatever whatever you guys want to do. I want to say something to my 80. And, and ComedyFilmNerds.com, that's a, that's a great website for podcasts. And Todd asked me to do this. I didn't want to, but he wanted me to set up the merch table. So whatever, we're going to give some of the money to Todd. Most people that know. You know what I mean? And LAPodFest.com. All right, there. How about a hand for all that? Graham Elwood and LA Podfest. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. My Twitter handle, at Graham Elwood. Well, Facebook.com slash Graham Elwood. <laughs> Everybody knows that I was adopted, and the story that I wanted to tell, the story that I, they're only selling them for another 25 minutes, so if you want to get a t-shirt, go out now while Todd's making this speech. That's That's what you're feeding me to say. (laughs) And buy a shirt while he's talking. Because when he's done his speech, there will be no more sh- shit. Shirts. <laughs> shirts. Shit. Shitty shirts. Just shirts. Just shirts. I'm trying to make a joke. <laughs> I'm sure that's, but, where, that's where your guy makes the joke. He goes through all this yes. ridiculous merchandising at his wedding. Then he, makes, then he makes a joke. So I wanted to introduce my mom who wanted to sing. Uh, 
It's uh, my mom and my stepdad. My stepdad. Graham. (laughs) Graham is the director who's trying in that scene. Because this is happening. This is what in real life we're playing it as a bit, but also it's in a movie. Yeah. And that was all the direction. Well, I was saying my stepdad, Graham, is acting like he's fucking. (laughs) It's obviously the director going, he's fucking your mom. Fucking your mom. And my stepdad. And then the director goes, let's do it again. Okay, one from the top. Okay. So I want so I just wanted to turn the mic over my my mom and my <laughs> He's making the guy putting his hand yeah. on the woman's head yeah. to, you know, they're blowing yeah. or guy to guy or girl to girl. Girls suck each other's cocks, and yeah. that's true. <laughs> and that's true. And that is true. You know what? As much as I'm comedic, um, I don't mind parodying absurdity, but I don't know if I'm right on this or not, but I, you know what? I am going to get serious here for a second, and then we're going to go back to the bit. Who gives Whatever a shit? Whatever you want to do. Some of you go like, well, can, you, can, you, can you parody? Uh, I always thought you could, could – you, some people might disagree with this, but why can you parody Nazi Germany, you know, the Holocaust? And I think it might be. This is my guess. Some people go, you shouldn't even be making fun of that. But I think for the people that would defend making fun of the Holocaust, it would be – I think we overall as a sane society get that that was words you can't use to describe the horrific – It was so – yeah. It, we, it, if you're sane, there's not that many well, – Well, hold on. No, hold, I know hold, there's – No, 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 no. Wait. No, it no. didn't happen. So let's <laughs> – Right. I know there's those. But, but as, as a civilized society, most of us – so, so at least there's no there's no discretion. Well, there are people, but I'm saying amongst us. No, if I was talking to a guy that was from uh, Germany and, and and part of that, no, I wouldn't make those jokes because he doesn't. But what I'm saying amongst us, I think I know I'm going a little off, but I'm going to jump fucking back on and make a point. So you can parody it because it's not arguable. But when it comes to sometimes when I make acts, jokes, or bits where the man is in control, I start thinking about it, or rape jokes, which I, you know, I think, look, everything can be funny. I'm not talking about all rape jokes. Can there be a joke that's funny? Yes. Majority of them, most people could go. That's why I said, before you make us debate your rape joke, think about it yourself. If if you had to do it in front of a, a group of really good comedians, yes, there's always a joke. Someone would go, I hate to say it, but that joke is funnier than it is mean, or whatever. But why I'm apprehensive about it and i think most of them suck and why well why it's a, you can parody this because we ha- we don't know as a society the horrific act that is it's 20 minutes ago and today we're still blaming women well it's it's, it's so so right. so maybe we haven't earned the right to parody something that we still live in a society where we a lot of people now do some people get it yes but there's a lot of fucking people that don't. Here, does my, that make any sense it, at all? Yes, it does. Here's my thing on that. As a comedian, you're right. Funny is funny. If you write a legitimately funny joke, I'll give you credit. My problem overall, though, is this trend of, oh, I'm going to write the rape joke or the ironic racist joke or whatever. And it's like, that's all you're doing. Or like, you know, and it's like, so of all the people out there that deserve to be made fun of, so the banking industry, politicians, the BP oil executives, <laughs> they all get a pass, but someone that was traumatized by assault or something, they, that's who we need to go after? Like, that's really... Well, you know what happens, I realize, and look, I'll tell you one thing for sure, and I'm comfortable saying this then to move on with this conversation. We, we, a lot of times when people hear me talk about this, I think they're confused at the comedians that I like. 
I fucking the, I bet if there's a joke that I like about a, about a topic, you might say it's rape or is it 9/11 or is it just some twisted demented topic. A lot of times the person that tells the joke is the buffoon. The, right. It, you know right. what I mean? They're like uh, like they're the buffoon and a lot of look whether you love Sarah Silverman or whether you don't love Sarah Silverman or whether you're in between about Sarah Silverman, I'm not talking about in the comedic community. I'm talking about someone else. There's there's a reason that she'll tell some ironic joke. And by the way, there's some jokes I bet she's told from five years ago. She went, nah, I wouldn't do that today. Right. But the reason that they're funny is because a lot of times, and I hope I have clarity here, she's the buffoon in the sure, joke. Sure. But anyway, my point is, so when people hear me say, which I'm agreeing with you, they think, oh, then Todd wouldn't like that comedian. No, you can have a twisted, demented fucking joke about everything. But we're talking about how many really fall under that category. And before you make someone else, some young hipster at an open, you know, like yeah. whatever. No, yeah, I, I, I did it. I, you know, when my I, sister-in-law once said, "Like, give me an example of a rape joke," I swear to God, I was like, I couldn't think of anything. And then on stage one night, something was coming out of my mouth, and I went there, and I went, "No, you can do, you can do better than that." But um, you know, but again, I really like to go down every time when talking about this stuff. Going, there's something can always be funny. It's just what about what you're doing before you put it up in front of a panel. Go inward yourself and go, right. yeah, well, well, that's not the – is that really – Do I want to say – I mean, I don't know. Like, like again, funny's funny. I get that. But – and we've all – you know, I've said stuff that I knew was crazy offensive just because I was like, well, I'm going to go for the joke. Sure. But, like, this this theme of, like, that's my whole act or that – that when, when comics – you know, like, oh, I'm too edgy for you. It's like... You know how you can tell if a joke's funnier than it is? By the way, this is my own phrase I use a lot. Funnier than it is mean. Funnier than it's prejudiced. Right. Funnier than it's homophobic. Funnier than it's sexist. There's every goddamn category can be funny. That, that, that everything. I don't give a fuck what it is. Everything can be funny. Sure. This discussion is, is what you do. Right. <laughs> like, there's not a blanket coverage. There is a blanket... I'm making a blanket rule that every subject can be funny. But I'm not saying... Now, that, I mean, that means we don't just discredit your joke because the topic. Right, We're right, judging your exactly. joke on the quality of it. We're not just dismissing right. it because it's about this or it's about that sure. or it's about that. Now we're going, oh, yeah, do whatever joke you want. Once you tell it, then we discuss it and we go or we, we right. agree. So, so with that in mind, you know, it's just that – hold on. I, ha I lost my thought, but I want to get it back. Hold on. Um, yeah, no one's negating, you know, that um, – Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just blanket. You can't just say, oh, any, any joke about this subject matter is no good. It's off limits. It's offensive. That's, that's not true. I don't believe that. Like you say, funny is funny. Um, but just I think what happens is, you know, then like, oh, I want to be this young upstart alterna comic or whatever. So I'm going to just intentionally say all these, these taboo subjects and offensive matter. And I thought like, about it. Okay. If something is funnier than it is all those things, mean, funnier than prejudice, that whole list I went through, you usually, you know how you know, you're laughing as opposed to going, right. So I have, if you, if something makes me cackle, look, I could be wrong too, but this is my own thing that I'm coming up with. It was probably funnier. Now, it doesn't mean there would be people right. that, that would still think it was offensive. When, we, when I look at judging a joke, I'm not talking about putting it up to the average idiot. No, we're talking putting your joke up in front of – picture your joke because I think a lot of people have defended. They think we're putting this joke up 
amongst a bunch of, you know, let's say a shitty audience. No, fuck a shitty audience. If something's funny, I don't give a shit if the audience laughs or not. You could be brilliant and an audience doesn't get it. I saw Jimmy Dore once make fun of teachers in a joke that used sarcasm, and he was totally defending teachers. And some teachers in the audience were like, ah, like, no, you didn't fucking get the joke, right? you right. fucking idiots. Right. It's a brilliant joke. So we're not talking about them. We're talking about now being judged in front of an intelligent audience. May pretend that once in a while instead of going right to defensive. So we're saying it's not about if you write a joke and in hindsight you look um, and you go, yeah, it was better than that. That happens a lot. But at least put yourself up to be – to don't just write it off because it didn't get a laugh that one night because sometimes it doesn't get a laugh because it's you know, an audience, for lack of a better word, is dumb. But if you don't think there's the other audience too, then you're always going to have a sh- – you're just going to make excuses. What about in front of a brilliant audience? Would they like that joke? And if you're in front of a smart crowd and they go, ooh, I don't know. Can you ever blame – can't you? This is a smart crowd. They've proven it all night. Look at what they've laughed at through the whole night. Look at the lineup of comedians. If you go up in front of that audience and you go, ooh, and you don't go, yeah, I should probably drop that joke out of my act because that was a great audience. And if it was funny, they would have fucking laughed. They right. wouldn't have gone, <sighs> Right. We're like, ha, 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 because I've seen some twisted fucking jokes get cackled out of an audience. That's what happens because it's so fucking funny. Right. Before they get a chance to think about it or whatever, just say, you burst out laughing. And I'm going to say, if you do a joke a few times and it doesn't get that, don't just hold on to it for some fucking pride. Let's right. Hold on to certain shit and out of respect to holding on certain shit because your pride Part of giving the shit that you hold on to legitimacy means sometimes you dump shit. You go, yeah, that was just that just, was just that mean just, to be mean. It was mean to be mean, or I couldn't. I, I like, like, I, I was. I just did Will Anderson's podcast, and I was asked this, you know, about what what skill do I wish I was better at? And I was like, writing political stuff. I have some political stuff in my act because I don't know how to make it funny. I just get too angry, as you heard on the last episode. <laughs> I get too wound up. I get too. I get too pissed off, and it's hard for me to make it funny, especially since most of my act is silly. It's hard. It, 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 audiences get like, huh? Like the political stuff I have been able like I got, I, I've, I've written a new joke about gay marriage and the people who are opposed to it because I make them silly and big and ridiculous, which fits my whole act. But when I just am like being silly, but Graham Palm Strike, and then I'm like, you goddamn cocksucker, fucking you're wrong. Everyone's like, well, that's not funny. You're just yelling. And you know what, though? I, I uh, first of all, for comedians that don't want to say anything socially, I don't. I, my point is never that someone should be on the right side of a social issue. They might not want to deal with it at all. Don't. That I'm fine. But it. I'm just saying, if you're dealing with it, try to be on the right side of it. If, well, and also, and also too, like like I said, like like if you're gonna go, if your whole act, I'm gonna go take. Go after people that deserve to be taken down a peg. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, go, believe go, me. I, I like, go, make go fun of the, people's – look, there's always loopholes in everything. I'm always so – you know, but, but this is a good rule at the guts of it. Make fun of the choices people make, not who they are. Right. Because, you know, so make fun of the choices they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some loopholes in that too because I don't believe I dropped heavy fat jokes out of my act. Now, some people go, that's a choice they make. Mm. I, the, yes, I get it. A level there is, but also I can still have empathy. Everyone, I always say, but to have empathy for people that are heavy, think of what you do. It might not be food, but think of something you do that maybe no one even knows about. No one knows about it, but it's short-term gratification for long-term horror. Something you do. Maybe it's not smoking. Maybe it hasn't been drugs. Maybe you cheat on the, your significant other, and, and, and it's ruining it. And no one knows about that. It might not make your face. But think of something you do, and you're not stupid. Logic tells you it's dumb, but you do it. 
That's how you have empathy mm-hmm. for heavy people. So I choose not well, to make I, jokes about heavy people that every fucking idiot has made their whole life. Have I? Of course, of course I have. Sure. And then I go, I can evolve. I'm not going to do something in my act and then hold on to it for dear life just because if I drop it, it admits that I'm evolving. Right, you know, so too, you know, like, I, look, I, I know what my act is. My, I'm, not, I'm not the second coming of Lenny Bruce. You know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of what I do. A lot of my stuff is silly. I try to have some points, some social commentary in there when I can. When there's something that 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 I can make funny and I and I hey look I got dick jokes I got you know what I mean I got yeah. masturbation jokes I got going to strip club jokes sure we all got that stuff but I I by the way I got to interject real quick no one's negating that uh, to me my problem is just people that talk about social issues and they're dead wrong uh, no one's negating like Steve Martin for instance was brilliant Rodney Dangerfield brilliant all those guys that never did politics that doesn't upset when you watch Rodney because what's upsetting is to watch someone that battles it and is taking on. The the uh, the overachiever right, as opposed or, to the right right the the, the the person that's like oh, I'm going to do a, a you know a, a dead baby joke and then a woman yeah. in the audience came up and was really offended by that and I was like sorry <laughs> well, right. that's like, well, what, 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 why are you going after her like if you're gonna you know if you're gonna be this caustic guy why not get caustic about some shit that matters yeah well, you know why I'll tell you why because that's a ro- now by the way we're talking about with. And, and by the way, there's, I, I, I am going to preface here like I do everything else. There are so many comedians that I'm in awe of and I admire and I talk positively about. We're talking about a group of comedians that it's one thing if you're silly and you're a bad comedian or, you're, you know, whatever, you're prop at or whatever. You, you do something. I don't want to say that. I take that back because I actually it doesn't matter. What I mean is just because you don't take on social issues, we're not saying you do. We're making fun of people that take them on. And it's a lot harder to watch someone that's on the wrong side of a social view be ignorant than maybe they just got a shitty act. But like when you're watching somebody that's, you know, on the wrong side of an issue. And by the way, to me, what's worse, I'm, I'm almost done, is when you find out they don't believe it. When they make a joke on stage that they don't believe. And you go, why do you do that if you don't believe it? And they act like there's boundaries put on comedy. If you say a joke on stage that perpetuates a stereotype or ignorance and you don't believe it from your heart – you talk about putting – you put your own boundary on. Imagine that you have a thought inside. Right. You have a thought inside, and it's a reasonable – let's say you're being honest. Oh, I don't really believe that. I just do it on stage. It's a joke. Talk, that's – to me, that the hypothetical uh, situation I set up to show the, the monstrosity of a boundary you're putting on yourself is you have a thought. You're claiming it's intelligent in your head, but you, and someone goes, yeah, I'm going to go on stage tonight. You're going to talk about what you thought? No. I just make a stereotypical joke. Why? Is yeah. there a law at that comedy club? No, you allow, uh, comedy, you can talk whatever you want. And then you go on stage and make a stereotypical joke. And I'll tell you why most comedians do it, that do that. It's because that's written already. For you to maybe talk about what's in your heart, if, if that's true, that you got to. So you go on stage for a cheap laugh. You know why? Not realizing the damage it does. You're, you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be fuck queers or fuck. It can be a, playing on a stereotype that's not helping. When you, if you believe in your heart something else, you could go up there and make a joke defending what you believe. Like, why can't, why can't there, like you're saying, if you go up there, you know, and, you, and you're on the right side of things, and, and it's so much comedy, it's, it's an unpowerful tool. Uh, it, it really isn't. And the other thing, too, is, is like, well, like on Twitter or Facebook, you know, and some, some horrible event happens in the news and people are making jokes. And it's like, and their attitude is like, ha ha, hey man, you got, I got it. I'm a comic. I have to say something snarky. No, you don't. You, you, you can't even have a real moment. You can't even go, man, this, this is horrible. This thing that happened. You know what I mean? Like everything doesn't have to be snarkiness. And again, I'm going to preface this. Me and you are not talking that there haven't been things written that are fucking hilarious. hilarious. We're just hilarious. saying, don't. 
I'm going to repeat it again. If it's a tweet, by the way, you know, the great thing about our conversation is we're not saying that there should be any guidelines or bans on anything people tweet. And I repeat this every time I say it. I'll tell you why. Because you've got to say what I'm saying now right next to what I'm saying. Because people might not have heard me say it three podcasts ago. So you got to every time we talk this conversation, I got to say this. We are not saying there should be a ban. What should comedians be able to talk about? Comedians should talk about whatever they want, whether I think it's good or whether I think it's bad. There should I, Say whatever you fucking want. I don't care if I think it's atrocious. There should be no rule about what someone should talk about. You talk about whatever you fucking want when you're a comic, and don't let anyone tell you different. Now that you are allowed to talk about it, and I would fight for you to be able to talk about it, I'm allowed to judge it. Yeah. So when it comes yeah. out of your mouth and I judge it, don't act like – because you know why? It's easier for you to go, oh, you can't say anything anymore. No one said uh, you uh, shouldn't uh, be able to – That drives me nuts. No, that's a fake argument because the real argument right. is you have to discuss your joke. I don't want to discuss you having the right to say it. I already said you should be able to say it. Now you said it. We're not – stop it. No one – we're talking about your joke. We're not denying you the right to say it. That's what drives me nuts. People think the First Amendment doesn't say you have the freedom of speech – Without any repercussions, you don't get to say whatever you want. And then everyone just goes, thank you. Freedom of speech means I can say whatever I want. Right. And you can say whatever you want. Right. That's what it means. It, that's what people are. Oh, you can't say anything anymore. Because no, you no, know no. why? Because, like I said, the other way would mean if they if they really dealt with what was really going on, here's what would be in mm-hmm. their head. Well, that person uh, isn't negating I should be able to say it. They're saying that I said it. Now they just want to talk about it. And then they'd have to discuss their joke, which has no legs. Right, right. Which so has- they, it's easier to go to the fake because you know what? I picture you're telling some friends, yeah, last night I did a tweet and everyone thought, oh, you shouldn't be able to tweet that. Because the, the audience that's going, no, no, no. That's not what we said. You tweeted it. We're just discussing that yeah. it was meaner than it was funnier. It was this. And by the way, people go, there's going to be jokes that I think are funny and someone else thinks they're offensive. Right. I get it. But we're talking about at least give it your best shot before you tweet it or say it on stage. You go, is this, is this my best work or am I, am I trying or could this? You know? And sometimes you'll say something. And people are going to respond to you. I thought long and hard about that, the, 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 the gun thing after the Zimmerman trial about and I was like because I know people are going to disagree with me I'll probably get some some reasonable disagreements and I'm going to get a wing nut threatening me and sure enough I did but I knew that going in that especially with the gun issue there's people who are pro-gun not all of them who are crazy and dangerous that's why they own guns is deep down they hope society collapses so they get to kill people and I'm not, and then, oh, that's a handful. No, 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 no. There's a lot of people who think that way. Anyway. Don't, 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 uh, um, don't apologize. Uh, so I want to thank you all for coming out to my wedding. Uh, Graham Elwood's daughter, uh, hey Graham, hey, wants to sing a song, and we thought it'd be nice to let her come out on the stage. Yeah, we thought it would be nice to let her come out on the t-shirt. T- yeah, t- Graham Elwood's t-shirts. Uh, my little princess, watch her sing and dance. They're available in the lobby after. <laughs> and they take cash and credit cards. This is, we paint the worst picture of weddings. Why are you at my wedding doing this? Boy, this is horrible. It's great. Hold on. 
All right, so uh, uh, what's, your, what's your daughter's name for this bit? Uh, Annabelle. So Annabelle's going to come up here and sing. Annabelle, come on up here. You're the lady. You're <laughs> Same bit. Annabelle's got a deep voice. That's okay. Annabelle's so anyway, Annabelle's going to come up here and sing. So Annabelle, come on up here. What's everyone in the in the in the wedding doing? Sitting at their round tables, uh, propping up fake smiles. They're still probably enjoying it a little, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's cute. Oh, this is great. She's adorable. Everyone applauds. All righty. Oh. 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 When I sing All some right, stuff so in a wedding. There you go. Uh, is there a name of your group? The Gestures. The Gestures, everybody. <laughs> Look in my city.
wedding ever. <laughs> what a journey we go on. <laughs> How long has this part of the show been? The, the part two this week. You know, it's all right, Aristotle. And that's know. the last time we ever used him. Oh, it's time to get Socrates. It's been a little over an hour. How long are your shows normally? Well, I like I, I say, you know, I'm not happy unless I hit an hour and a half usually. Hey. I love when you ask a guy a regular question and then just get all stupid with the red and yellow and pink and green, purple and orange and blue. I can sing a rainbow, sing a rainbow, sing a rainbow too. Listen with your eyes, listen with your eyes, and sing everything you see. Now you can sing. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Alrighty, Graham. I oh. made a live PSA right there. Nice. Well, it's uh, we go in for the close. We go in for the close. Is there anything you want to plug? <laughs> We're going in for the clothes. What's this? What is this? Run, Nick. Can you handle it, Nick? Nick said he likes this bit. We're going to try to kill him. We have 80 versions of this song. Play another one. Shut, shut the music off. Shut the music off. We've got Libby on the phone. Uh, hold on one second. So we're going to talk. Take a call from Libby. We're going to come back, and we're going to uh, reminisce about the night, and that's how we, uh, we, we go into the sunset tonight. Lib- Libby, are you there? Oh, we're calling her? Oh, we're going to call her. Okay, we're calling her. Let it ring. Sometimes it takes her a while. I don't give up on her. Apartment. Have you been to her house? How big's her house? It's like a one. It's a small one bedroom. It's an efficiency, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty small. All right. Okay. We're on. We're we're calling Libby. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, you know who Libby is. I and thought she call- had a. I guess her voice machine broke. Or. Calling Libby. Let's give it a few more times before we give up on her. Hold on. I know I shouldn't hold on anymore, but I feel like sometimes she does. This is a little longer than usual, but sometimes it does take her a while. She's in the bathroom. Or I yeah. Just let it let it ring five more times, and then I promise we'll we'll have to call her next week. 
Yeah, she, I don't know. She's, she's probably not there. Hang up and call her back again. Hang up. Call her back again. Hello? Uh, yeah. How you doing? Oh, who is this? Oh, that's Lionel. Hey, Todd, is that you? Hey. Oh. By hey. the way, I'm obviously not happy he's there. <laughs> hey, Lionel. How you doing? Hey. You know, Todd, I'm just... Did having... you hear the phone ringing? Uh, yeah. I heard it ringing. We were, uh... We were, we were busy in the other room. Uh... We, yeah, we oh, were we busy. I have to know, even though I'm grossed out. <laughs> See, Lionel and Libby are dating. And by the way, you need to be very clear with this. It's consensual. Oh, yeah. Although you could, he does love her. Yeah, he does. But when he, so when he, here, it's still pleading. There's a difference when someone's depleting all your savings, purposely manipulating you. No, no, he really wants her to be a part of it. He's not doing it in a malicious way. But guess what? He's still fucking depleting. It's, it's still. <laughs> He's still depleting her funds, you know, even though he wants so bad for them to own a successful jazz club. Right. So when he answers that phone, um, hey, so anyway, Lionel, how you, how you doing, Lionel? Oh, I'm good, Todd. You know, yeah, we was in the other room. Uh, I kind of heard the phone, but we were, it was busy. So we, we oh, busy doing what? Oh, you know what I mean. Just, all right, all right. Well, is Libby there, Lionel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just, she just getting herself together. You know what I mean? We, we, we got to get on down to the jazz club. Oh, but, you still got. Yeah, club. right off the 710 freeway in Long Beach. You know what I mean? I mean, we, you got to come down there. You know what I mean? We got to get you down. How and, much have you guys put into that place? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we put a lot of money. We remodeled that thing. We put a new new town system. We put video screens in there. Come down What does there. Libby do there? What does Libby do? Oh, she manages the bar. You know what I mean? She gets all the food orders, deals with the distributors, everything. I mean, that woman is a powerful force. You know what I mean? I mean, she been taking care of everything. And that's what I'm talking about. And you got to come down. We do a jazz brunch. You know what I mean? Get down there, get yourself, and, and we're going to listen to you. All right, all right. Can you get Libby? Well, let me find. Hey, hey, baby, get on the phone. Todd calling. I don't know a rod. No, baby, Todd. Oh! By the way, I know it sucks that I actually don't mind feeding you this, and then I'll enjoy it anyway. Say, oh, is that who the phone was ringing for that many times? After all that, she heard it. Yeah, is she there? Yeah, let me, hold on. Hey, hey, baby, Todd's on the phone. I was that it was calling when it kept ringing all those times. Hi, Libby. hi, Todd. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm good, sweetie. How are you? Fine. Hey, what's going on with you and Lionel? Oh, we're just, you know, we were just uh, enjoying each other uh, in a physical way. All right, all um, right. What's going on with the Hey, I want to get together with you this week, and I want to just do some fun. Look, we're, we're, you're on my podcast right now. I should tell you that. Oh, what channel is it on? Can we? Lionel, turn on the podcast channel. Baby, I don't know what, what number is that. What what channel number is that? Listen. Todd, what number is the channel? Todd, what is the number? It, it's, uh, it, it's, not, it's just a, it's a podcast. You, you Find get... the podcast. Hey, baby, I don't know. You need to give me a number. The, the, the direct TV, you got to punch in a number. Hello? They don't hear me. I Hello? know. I know. See, this is why I said Hello? I wanted to get... Cable. I don't like the satellites. They're too difficult. It's not. Oh, you look, can't baby, get I, it on a 
the channel. Baby, I'm not I'm not gonna look I'm not gonna get into the direct TV. All right? You know what I mean? My brother in law worked for Direct TV. We're getting a deal. Hello? I don't wanna hear any more about it. I told you Can I you guys hear me? Can I just wanted to have a normal on, television? You're... All right, we're not gonna do this. We're not Hello? gonna do this right now. Just I'll find the channel. All right. Hello, Todd. When do I get to see you? It's been well, so long. You name the place, we'll go have lunch together. Anywhere. You name it, kiddo. Well, Bring. You know, I'd rather you start, because whenever I start, you don't like my suggestions. Oh, that's... I love every place you've ever taken to me. Except the one Chinese place. The okay. red lamps really kind of hurt well, my eyes a little bit. Well, it's too if you much. like that place, they don't have the red lamps anymore, so can we go there? Oh, yeah. What time do uh, we... How about 1 o'clock tomorrow? 1 o'clock's not good. The dim, the dim two is weird. The dim sum gets noodly. <laughs> <laughs> if I was... In all due respect, that fucking podcast should have ended right there, but I'm still in the mood for a little bit more as we go in for the close. The dim sum. She's got a fucking reason. I know what she means. It's probably in the steamer a little longer. It gets noodly. She's not wrong. No. Like, and, I, and I've never had noodly uh, dim sum, but I would imagine in her head, maybe towards the end of the day, it gets noodly. Yeah. Rubbery. She needs the dim sum to be like right at noon or whatever. Right, when like, it's just coming out and just, it's... Yeah. Still got just, yeah. you know. Steam. By the way, do you ever eat dim sum? It's been a while. Because you, because, oh, you could eat vegetable you dim vegetable sum. sum. Yeah. I love it. I love dim sum. You know what? I feel bad when they bring their cart by and I don't want anything. To, to George Carlin, I once bought something I didn't want because I felt bad for the lady. No one was buying her thing. It was horrible. I said, they got to give her another. I asked, did you guys get to switch dishes? Because, you know, it's not fair if somebody's got, like, the, the, the thing that has the, uh, like, uh, shrimp in it and a yeah. ball. And it's delicious. And then the other girl's got the fucking Jello dessert. Yeah. <laughs> fucking it's, it, it, it fucking you know it it, it it just fucking sands away at your self esteem. <laughs> they got the girl with the Jello. You know those desserts. Okay, they don't know. They have an expert. They haven't. They have a hard time with desserts. You know who else has a hard time with desserts? And I don't know if it's a cultural th- what what that what you crave is what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. So it might be those flavors or what you – but, uh, uh, like, I go to the Mexican supermarket. That's what we call it, my neighborhood. And uh, they have their, their cookies and stuff, and they look so good. They're horrible. Yeah. They're dry. I still eat them, but <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to not eat it just because I don't like it. Well, I mean, it, it'll do while walking around. Eat. Oh, yeah. I love to eat when I walk around the supermarket. Oh, it's all okay. I live for. Cookie, that cookie and crunch. pussy. What? <laughs> I like cookie crunch. All right. Well, why don't we uh, bring in something as we go in for the clothes here? And uh, you have something nice like, oh, that's the trolley for Mr. Rogers. And I wanted to tell you about the podcast festival. Well, what else? Do you understand what he's saying? Yeah. What what is he saying? Say, say. Oh, he's saying Los Angeles Podcast Festival. You're going to be doing your show there. Okay. Oh. Yeah, October October fourth through the sixth at the Sheridan Delphine in Santa Monica. You really understand what he's yeah, saying? Exactly. All right. Oh, we can get. Oh, well, if you want to get information on tickets and discounted hotel rooms, you go to LAPodfest.com. Okay. Anything else? Well, not, you don't need to use that kind of language. Trolley. No, no, no. The trolley never curses because it's from Mister Rogers. I have a weird set of rules about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I well, say I- pussy though. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like So I guess when the trolley said he wanted to titty fuck me, that was like a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> Baby, we shall. Baby, we shall.
bring in something like um, uh, Welcome to My World, and uh, as we say goodnight to everybody, Graham, so much fun. I love doing this whenever you and, all want uh, me. Aristotle, you're nothing but a treat. Uh, young Jake Adams, thank you. You know, uh, Chris uh, had did that board for a long time, and uh, Chris, we miss you. You're you're great, Chris Burden, out in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Having, he's he's he delivers pizzas and he, and 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 uh, and then sometimes he fucks for tip money. Hmm. Hmm. Suck it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it proves how easy your job was. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Big Mouth over here. Uh, Jakey gets a compliment, thinks he owns the yeah. goddamn television show. And I don't think that, television. Chris, because I know you might listen. So don't. Uh, mm. I might. I might. I'm getting. I might be uh, headlining out the punchline in Atlanta. That's a fun. Oh, the punchline in Atlanta. Punchline in Atlanta. What That's else a, is in Atlanta? Oh, there's the punchline and then the Laughing Skull. Yeah, and then there's an improv there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've done Laughing Skull. I like it. Me too. I love it all. You know, I love this world we live in. <laughs> I love this world. Welcome to my world. As we go to close. Well, everybody, what a week. Bring it down. Well, I want to thank my guest, Graham. Uh, I want to thank my guest, Graham Elwood, and sitting next to me. Thanks for doing the music tonight over there. Young Jake Adams, Graham Elwood. What a, what a night, right, thank Graham? Thank you. So I had such a great time. I always like to reminisce about the night, and that's how we go to close. What a, what a fun time we had together, right? It's good times. Uh, these are good times. We don't have to sing the song. I just like the music. Yeah. I don't know how to close, so I, the music seems to help me. Yeah, the music. You want to? You want to try? Well, a little reverb. I don't know if I was gonna really step into my heart. Leave your cares behind. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in and having a good time with us. Well, Todd, you know, I just want to knock, and the door shall be open. Seek, and you will find. Yeah. Ask, and you will be given. Mm-hmm. Everybody. The key, key to this, this heart of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you this. When we get together every week and we have a joyous time together and we cherish each other and we soak in the silliness, that's right. That's what we do. And we're waiting just for you. Mm-hmm. And welcome to my world. Well, welcome to my world. Good night. Thanks. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.